Beat. Hour number three on a Thursday. Sounds like somebody's getting punched in the face on every key beat there. That's fantastic. Chad and Zay starting December. Hour number three always starts with a Zay's choice for a beat. What do you got there? Jam Master Zay. <laughs> wow, you might get kicked out of the cookout <laughs> with saying something like that. This is Nappy Roots. Oh, no. Hell no. Instrumental. Nappy Roots. Yeah, but they had a brief run. They kicked me out of a cookout for mentioning Jam Master Jay, the late great Jam no, Master Jay. calling me Jam Master Zay. Oh, as, as, the, yeah. the dad joke would get me kicked out. Yeah, the out. dad joke yeah, would get you kicked out. Fair. I that's mean, fair. B. Jones called me Zaytoven one time. so That was pretty good. <laughs> Which he is a big time rapping DJ in Atlanta, Zaytoven. Makes okay. beats for like Gucci Man and Young Jesus. Oh, see, so. I didn't realize there actually is a Zaytoven. Yeah. So if B. Jones really listens to some Zaytoven, then he's on a whole nother level. Yeah, no, Brian is Brian's been on a whole nother level for a long, <laughs> long time. We'll get you some Brian Jones coming up here in just a second. Nappy Roots getting us started this hour. More on more uh, music coming. Why today matters on December first. Also, you got Texas and Creighton coming up tonight at six five thirty tip six o'clock on the excuse me five thirty pregame six o'clock tip with Texas and. Creighton Longhorn Blitz podcast late replay at about nine o'clock tonight for you Texas football freaks with Jeff and Rod and Matt talking some Texas football as well. There's Texas football mixed in here too, uh, as we did to uh, we did uh, talk to Brian Jones before he got on a plane to Atlanta. Here we go. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline for one of our favorite conversations in any week, and that is Brian Jones of CBS Sports. You know what they've got for you this week. It is Georgia. It is LSU, that SEC championship game, although some dudes in maroon and white made it a little less interesting. Just saying he's (laughs) at Jones and Famo on Twitter. What's up, Brian Jones? Wait, 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 Zay. Remember a week ago when you brought up AM? Chad didn't want to have anything to do with no, it. No, he wasn't saying now, nothing then. I know. He wasn't yeah, saying nothing then. He wants to talk now. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. They, they, they surprised us, shocked the world. Great, great victory for them. And, and breaking down that film, dude, they just went straight at LSU. They went old school football with fullback leads and 45, 46 power. I was like, dang, <laughs> I can play again. <laughs> <laughs> That RPO world, no, that that ain't my bag. But that old stuff, man, I might be able to get in there and, and maybe trip somebody up. Yeah. I, ironically, that's the problem with Jimbo, those old-ass offenses. <laughs> yeah. No, that is not the problem. The problem is, and I give Greg McElroy credit, who was doing the game, it, it, you, when you've got young players, man, you're going to have a roller coaster existence. And that's what's been happening, and, and especially when you haven't, being able to build that foundation, and you would have felt, you know, what is this, his fifth season? You would, you would think he would have a foundation by now, and those upperclassmen have to hold and lead by example. And uh, so I, I am surprised, but that's a young team. What really bothers me, and I said this previously to you, why the hell did they notice Wegman's ability sooner? Right. Because that guy is unflappable. He can make some plays, and the throws to – Muhammad and the catches by Muhammad. Oh my goodness, yeah. uh, they were they were tremendous. But this dude, someone must have seen while this guy was on the scout team. Hey, he might have something that these other quarterbacks don't have. So that's the really the 
the, the question that has me befuddled is why didn't someone notice sooner that this guy should be leading this offense? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Uh, all right, that leads us to Georgia LSU. What do you think we're going to see in Atlanta? And uh, the the biggest, maybe easiest question to answer is, do you think LSU could do anything to Georgia to knock them out of the playoff? Yeah, they'll be more inspired than they were uh, a week ago. A classic uh, look ahead uh, by those guys. And then when they tried to turn it up a notch, it just wasn't there. It was a little bit. It was too late. And, you know, first question is how healthy is Jaden Daniels? Because when you have a quarterback as dynamic as he is, uh, that gives you a shot. And also those receivers, uh, that as well. Uh, they, can, they can put some pressure on you. You got that young buck who's a stud, Malachi Stark, uh, in that secondary, number 24 for Georgia. I, I look for them to go after him. And I, I believe that LSU will play much, much better. Now, they've got some young guys on that old line can they handle that ferocious Georgia defense? Aside from the sack numbers, everything else is similar to what they've done in the past, only allowing about 79 yards on the ground. You know, the pass defense is pretty good, and they get after you. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it, it, they will be more inspired, but will that be enough? And, and I think it should be. I think I'm hoping, you know, since we're going to be there, to, it's, a, it's a more uh, competitive ball game. But, you know, Georgia has gotten out of the gate late here uh, these last few weeks. And, and so if they do that again, maybe LSU can uh, get in front and uh, get out front. And, and then, you know, Georgia may have to mount a comeback. But uh, LSU has some firepower. Let's see if it showcases itself. B. Jones, your Texas Longhorns finished the regular season 8-4. and four, And a lot of people had them going 8-4, and four, including myself, at the beginning of the season. But with all the close losses, it just seems like Steve Sarkeesian and this team left a lot on the table, a lot of food left on the table. How would you look at this season as a, a success or a failure? Definitely a success. But you're right, they left some meat on the ball. Uh, you can go back to the Alabama game, missing a chip shot field goal. Uh, missing that sack on, on Bryce Young uh, there near the end of the ball game when they, they went on to kick the game-winning field goal. But that's Bryce Young. That's what a Heisman Trophy winner does. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, that game, and, and you know, Tech, those, those second halves, second half collapses and, and not sticking with the run in the TCU ball game. Yeah, you can go back and, and find some areas where uh, it'll leave you scratching your head. But obviously, uh, from the record, you know that that's that's a success going from five to seven to eight and four. Now they need to build upon that. The, the goal next year is not you know nine and three or ten and two. It, it's to win a conference championship. Uh, that they have to be in the mix and not rely on someone else to to do their bidding and and, and when they can control their own destiny. So they've got to clean up those areas. And yeah, it, it was clearly a, a successful season and, and progress was definitely experience. Brian, there's a lot of Longhorn fans that want every running back to do their Ricky Williams impersonation. Do you want B. John Robinson to do his Ricky Williams impersonation and say, I'm coming back? Uh, I would love for that young man to come back. Yeah, but uh, he, he is stellar. I, just watching that game film and the moves he can make and just had defenders looking silly. Uh, th- those quick area cuts and, and bursts, are sick. All he needs is a crease, man. And I, I can't wait to witness this dude when he's got a, a, a just a fabulous out, uh, offensive line in front of him, whether it's at Texas next year or at the next level. 
uh, they're going to just be in awe of uh, B. John Robinson's moves. Uh, there's not many, if any, that can do what he does in limited area, uh, in limited space. Uh, he's phenomenal, uh, and, and uh, I, I think, uh, you know, hopefully – I would hope for him to come back, but the young man's got to make the right decision for he and his family. Uh, and if his run in Texas is over, it's been an excellent one, and he's one of the best that's ever uh, worn – uh, that Longhorn uniform at the running back position. B. Jones, the Rose Bowl finally reached an agreement for a college football playoff expansion in 2024. How mm. big of a success is that for college football? Well, I don't know about college football. It's great for Brian Jones because I wanted it sooner than later, <laughs> and I'm glad the Rose Bowl is still part of it. That's If you've never experienced that bowl game and – having a chance to do it back-to-back years with Texas beating Michigan and, of course, winning the national title versus USC. Uh, it, it is truly the granddaddy of them all, having played in that stadium. That was our home stadium, of course, when I was at UCLA. And seeing it packed without seats covered, it's just a phenomenal venue, man. And you've got to have uh, them as part of the mix. So that's great that they were able to come to an agreement. And, and we We've got an expanded playoff that's going to be accelerated. And for those who think it's going to take away from the regular season, that was the same argument made by the opponents to the current 14 playoff. And it hasn't taken away from the regular season. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's extra football. And uh, that's what we want. Because a lot of people are sitting there lamenting the fact that football season is over. Regular season is over. And, 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 you know, my team's not in the conference championship game, nor are they going to be in the conference or in the, in the college football playoffs, or what the hell am I to do? Uh, well, you're going to have here pretty soon you know, 12 teams in the college football playoffs. So you, it'll, it'll capture your attention, keep you engaged, and I am as tickled pink that uh, we have expansion on the way. Do you think it will be a problem with the expansion and with this, since it's championship week this week, will teams be like, okay, we didn't make the – you know, we didn't make our championship game in the, let's say, the SEC or something. But if you're somebody like Alabama or Tennessee, you'll, you'll be like, okay, we're good. We're playing one less game. We don't have to get beat up, and we have a chance to go uh, make some noise in the 12-team playoff now. Yeah, that, that could play a factor, just depending on how healthy teams are heading to their conference championship game and heading out. But uh, ultimately, you want to win that conference championship, man. But if you can bypass it, and we've seen Alabama bypass it previously. Uh, they, 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 during the BCS area, got another shot at LSU, and they, they won that one. Uh, we, in the CFP, we've seen them not win the conference championship and, and get voted in. Same with Ohio State. Uh, Penn State wins the, the Big Ten, and Ohio State goes. So we, we've seen uh, those machinations come to fruition, uh, and it's not going to be any uh, different moving forward. But the, the goal is to try to stay as healthy as possible, but this is a violent sport, and that's not going to always be the case. Talking with Brian Jones of CBS Sports. Again, the SEC title game Saturday at 3. Brian, obviously there's other title games going on. Let me ask the anarchy question. If USC wins on Friday night, a lot of people think they would keep a spot in the playoff. What if those other three teams get absolutely blown away? What if LSU whips Georgia, TCU got whipped, and Michigan got whipped? Do you think any of them would be out of the playoff at that point? Uh, first on that list would be TCU, and there's so many clamoring for the Horn Frogs to be knocked out anyway. Uh, and I don't understand this purist argument and, and this lack of respect for what TCU has been able to accomplish this season. They've won in any and every way you can, coming from behind, 
most more times than not. Then last week, just really thrashing the number one defense, statistically speaking, in the Big 12. So what else do you want from them? They've got the quarterback play. They have the running back play. They have an array of wide receivers who are trying to get healthy. Their defense stands up and plays well when, they, when, when need be. What else do you want from them? They've done everything, checked every box all season long, and yet there's still those that don't believe they're legit. I believe they're legit, but if they were to stub their toe, they're going to be the first to go. Georgia has wiggle room. Michigan has wiggle room. And, and that uh, USC right there in that fourth spot, they lose. Uh, Alabama slides in there, and Ohio State's back in the mix. And Ohio State proved last week that they're, they're devoid of athleticism on the defensive side of the ball after what Michigan was able to accomplish. Uh, that was pathetic. And they, they can blame Jim Knowles if they want, but they need to go uh, uh, accrue some more four- and five-stars worthy of that rating uh, on the defensive side, because they have offensive firepower, even though they were pretty much shut down by Michigan's uh, defense other than Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, they have nothing. Uh, number 44 is about the only cat, and I got this straight from a, an opponent during the Big Ten and, and with my own eyes and said that 44 is the only guy with athleticism on that side. That said, uh, I think it's uh, J.T. Tui Moo. Let me get it right. J.T. <laughs> Mui Olo Mao. Tui Molo Ow. That's it. Tui Molo Ow. That's his last name. Well done. And uh, other, other than him, man, uh, they're hurting. Yeah, definitely hurting. All right, B. Jones. So a dark horse in this fight for the Heisman watch is Stetson Bennett. I know it's going to be tough for him to get to New York, but B. John Robinson, he's not playing this week. C.J. Stroud, he's not playing this week. But if Max Duggan and Caleb Williams have terrible games, does Stetson Bennett have a shot? I'm going to say no. I don't think he's in the in the conversation. There was a little lull uh, there in the middle of the season where he wasn't posting touchdown passes. His legs have always – Played a factor, but no, I, I don't think he's in it. Everyone you just mentioned, Caleb Williams, of course, is the favorite. Uh, favorite after what he uh, displayed last week versus Notre Dame, he just toys with you, man, and it's frustrating as a Longhorn fan considering what he did to them two years ago in that Cotton Bowl. But uh, he, he pretty much uh, solidified uh, the trophy. It, it, it's his to lose currently. Uh, and, and I think you know, Stroud will be there. Bijan should be in there, man. He's had just a heck of a season, and uh, I'd be surprised if he's not invited uh, to New York. Uh, and, and I think those are going to be the top. You know, Chase Brown, Blake Corum getting hurt here at the end of the season may hurt his chances. Chase Brown, we'll see if he's still in the mix. But those will be my top four right now. That is Brian Jones, kids from CBS Sports. Check out the SEC title game on Saturday. That is a 3 o'clock start for Georgia and LSU. All right, Brian, I know there's a time of the year where you tell me to leave you alone. Can we get one more for America? Army, Navy, <laughs> can we get one more for the Heisman? We'll know Texas's bowl game next week. Can I get one more week out of you for America, Brian Jones? Uh, uh, <laughs> for America, huh? Uh, playing that patriotism card. I'm going to tell you what. Kirk Douglas's character said in the, the iconic flip, Path to Glory, uh, patriotism is the last refuge of a scoundrel. So uh, 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 I ain't calling you no scoundrel. You my man. Yes, you can get one more. We'll be in Philly next week. 
uh, after being in Atlanta this week. So, yeah, let's do it. There we go. Sounds good. Well, do you enjoy the games this week? Let's hope uh, LSU and Georgia is a good one, and uh, we'll hit you next week, man. Thank you. Thanks, B. Jones. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Hook them. Brian Jones, CBS Sports, uh, Georgia and LSU, 3 o'clock on Saturday. And uh, since we talked to Brian a little earlier today, we have had a little development in that quorum story. Michigan fans getting the bad news? Terrible news. Out for the rest of the season. Ooh, that's not good. So you possibly have three games without clearly your best player. Like, I don't, I don't think it's even close. Right. Yeah, no, such an important guy uh, for them. So they're going to have to really adjust, not necessarily against Purdue, but no. they will really have to adjust once you get to that semifinal. Yo, they looked good without them last week against the Buckeyes, and the Buckeyes are a top-tier team. So That's true. They did go up and down the field. That's a, They're a good team. Coach Hardball, he's doing it right, and this might be the year for them, which that will say a lot, especially up there in Ann Arbor. Apparently, you just turn the hand to number seven. He goes forever. Like That's just the, <laughs> the new plan in Michigan. Uh, thanks to Brian for his time. Up next, why today matters on December 1st. Oh, we got some massive birthdays. One of them can teach you a lesson if you or someone you know is in the high school football playoffs, college football about to hit the playoffs, NFL. It's a valuable lesson. We'll get you that. Plus, a detail about one of the most famous moments in American history that I always forget. But today is a day where we can remind you about that and some info on this new expanded playoff. For those of you that want the AC and the MAC and the Mountain West out of it, I don't think this was your day. This is the horn. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top 10 wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand that no one wants to wait in line to get a table, so download the Pluckers Club app and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to eat Pluckers at your home? Pluckers offers online ordering for pickup and delivery through DoorDash. Visit Pluckers.com for details. You know what they say at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. All right, and you know what they say at Underdog Fantasy, Chad always picks higher. That's what they always say. It's the easiest place to play fantasy football, but they're not always right about that because this week uh, I built up a pick'em game, and I picked a couple lowers with the Cowboys in terms of passing because I think the Cowboys are going to run the ball on the Colts. At least they need to. Kellen Moore, I am looking at you. I also threw in a Buffalo Bill for tonight's game. I think Gabe Davis is going to have four catches or more. That's what you do with the pick'em games. Pick whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for your chance to win. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game. Just pick between two and five players to build the pick'em entry. You get them all right and you win. Check mine out at chastings1049 on Twitter. You can see the Pick'em game that I put together. It's so easy to do. If I can get it on my phone and put it together, you can do it too. It's real simple. And if you sign up today with the promo code HORN, you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You heard me right. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and don't forget to register with my promo code HORN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or over and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. It is the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. It is Underdog Fantasy. Was cool and 
at the Palladium, seen a old world cover girl. I said, hey lady, I'm sorry if you're in a rush. Don't let me hold you up or intervene or interrupt. But you got the look. I want to get to know you better. I had to let her know. But yo, I didn't sweat her. Cause if you would have seen what I was saying, almost look Korean, but you're a pen. When she spoke, her accent was self-explanatory. What's the Even song called? Her body language told a story. Her name was Mahogany. Right Twins there, Mahogany. Ebony. Mahogany. I said my I like name it. is Ra, and this is Eric B. Aha, okay. Context clues. So Eric B. and Rakim. <laughs> Rakim? Yeah. Rakim, sorry. Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. There it is. <laughs> you were waiting for it. <laughs> you were waiting for it. I thought once he said, this is Eric B., you would get it then, the but... The, yeah. No, the Eric B., I, that was my guess. As soon as I heard the Eric B., I just got the Rock, Rakim, not Rakim. My bad. Uh, Eric B. and Rakim. There you go. So this would be... We talking like a 90s era here, or are we back into the 80s? Uh, late 80s, early 90s okay. is when Eric B. and Rakim were really doing it. A lot of people consider Rakim like Mount Rushmore. Really? Yeah. I mean... Now, what part he of the- was He was the one that, like... During that era, where people were just going, people go when the gold is so, when the bid to throw, but the dial to show, when the did decide to put the wood to the to the ball, let's go on slide. During that era, everybody was like, okay, let's get some weird, uh, real lyrics up in here. And when a guy spitting stuff like this, everybody was like, oh, this is different. So he was the first okay. one to really have flow. That's what everybody says. He was the first one to really have flow in hip hop. Mm, okay. and yeah, create a different genre that now everybody duplicates. There you go. Yeah, it's very good. Good stuff there. All right, so Eric B. and Rakim this hour. Uh, we had the Nappy Roots beat to start the hour. Had the fabulous Thunderbirds earlier with Tough Enough. We had Sodom covering Motorhead. You don't get that everywhere. Uh, Fleetwood Mac and the police. Again, rest in peace to Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac from yesterday. A sad story in the music world. Uh, we've been talking a lot of football today. Let's get you the uh, the worldwide version of that sport or that word real quick before we get to why today matters. Your World Cup scores. 75th minute to all German and Costa Rica. It is 2-1 Japan over Spain. They're in the 75th minute and games completed. Morocco over Canada 2-1. Belgium and Croatia uh, fought to a nil-nil draw. We are just about to get to the knockout round. U.S. plays Saturday at 9 a.m. against the Netherlands and be sure to stay tuned for the World Cup reports with our guy Glenn Davis brought to you by uh, Daspit Law Austin. We do appreciate their help during World Cup time. A lot going on as the U.S. team hopes to advance to the round of eight on Saturday morning. All right, it is Chad and Zay on a Thursday. We got some updates on that expanded playoff and some other things and why today matters. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. So if you are a purist college football fan uh, and you don't want the lesser conferences, the G5 conferences, to be a part of this thing, that's where you'll be disappointed because the members of the CFP Board of Managers are all listed here, and they are presidents from all throughout those conferences, including the Mid-American and the Mountain West and all that, including Notre Dame's president. I know a lot of people want Notre Dame to either be involved or not. Pick a conference or what? You know, either pick a conference or get out. 
But, Zay, it's everybody's involved, all ten conferences and Notre Dame. I think that's big. What we don't know, what we do not know um, – oh, interesting, interesting on a little update here. Real quick update as, uh, as our man Mike Harge walks in. Uh, Tom Herman's got a gig, apparently. Tom Herman has been hired as FAU's new coach, Brett McMurphy, Tweeting that out. How about that? <laughs> Man, Tom's down bad. Tom Herman. I'm headed to FA. Hey, that was Lane Kiffin's path. That got Lane Kiffin all the way back True. up through. True. Worked his way through and found his way to, uh, you know, to Oxford. But Lane could even admit that he was down bad at that time, which yes. is why he's jumped around like he does. So, hey, Tom Herman, get back on your feet. Maybe you learned with how you used to treat people here at the 40. Maybe you learned when you go to that part of Florida, you probably can't go about it like that. Tom Herman's going to be back down changing floor tiles out. Remember that story at Houston when he was changing out floor tiles and stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. it. All right, we'll see. That Tom Herman needs to show up in Florida. Uh, Tom Herman getting the gig at FAU. Uh, so all 10 of the, the G, all 10 G5 and uh, Power 5 conferences will be involved. But, Zay, I did not find the detail I was looking for. I don't know. We need to keep our eyes peeled for will you automatically – are they going to automatically put in the top six ranked conference champions? Because that will start to to change a couple things. Like, for example, this week – What's the sixth conference you're at in? The, the Power Five, I get that. What's the sixth one you're at in? AAC? It can be anything. Cool. It could be Mountain West, AAC, Sunbelt, MAC. Or Conference USA. Those are the other five. Oh, no. So here's the example from this year. This this uh, Coming up Saturday, UCF and Tulane is a ranked matchup. So it would be what happens if they are – let me pull up this ranking and we'll see. If you end up being the highest ranked – like let's say you're the sixth ranked conference champion. UCF is rated 22 right now. Tulane is 18. Let's say Tulane wins and goes up the rankings a little bit. But when you look at conference champions, they fall somewhere in six. Because, again, you're talking about, you just said it, it's the Power Five. Right. Let's assume every year they would be ahead, but that sixth team, that would get a two-lane in. Could you live with that as a college football fan where you'd get 12 total, but one of them would have to be two-lane because they're a conference champion? I think it will always depend on who would be left out. Because mm-hmm. if you have a really good team that's left out, that's played a really tough schedule, I have a very hard time of putting those type of teams in who haven't had the toughest schedule due to them not being in the Power Five conference. So this year you might have a team like a Washington get kicked out. That might make you mad because they're a ten win team. Is that what you're telling me? Team like that? Team like yes? Florida, team like Florida State that's hot as hell right now, nine and three, playing good ball, sluggish at the beginning, beat a, a beat LSU. Would you be mad if they got kicked out? No. Okay. No. Those are your teams right now at 12 and 13. That's why I brought them up. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if Florida State got kicked out because you know how I feel about the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah, Not much true. respect there. That's it's a true. basketball conference. That's fair. That's fair. So keep Even, your – Yo, Mac yeah. Brown's team did overachieve this year. And Drake May, I think he's a solid freshman quarterback. Hey, you might have to hear, might have to hear Mac Brown talk about a conference title on Saturday if he gets it done. Yeah. Trying to beat Clemson. Yeah. 
Well, interesting to see where, how those two teams show up for that one. A lot of disappointment around Clemson from where they want to be, uh, but they're still a 10-win team. And then North Carolina, man, they're above their heads to me at 9-3. and three. Their quarterback's playing great. We'll see what that game looks like Saturday night. All right, it is uh, December the 1st. couple of massive birthdays for you, and one will teach you a lesson. The first one will just make you laugh. It's Richard Pryor's birthday. Oh, man. Richard would have been 82 years old today, died in 0 five if you're into comedy of course you know the name i'm not saying you have to put him on your mount rushmore but if he's not in your discussion you're probably not having the right discussion that's all i would say about richard Pryor. yeah i agree he's on my mount rushmore you should at least talk about it before you don't put him on yours yeah he paved the way for so many guys eddie murphy you know kevin hart dave Chappelle. all those guys looked up to richard Pryor, and he just gave them confidence to be themselves and you could be crazy and still be funny and yeah he 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 did it the right way i wish he wasn't on as many drugs he probably would have lived a little longer but yeah. hey i was gonna say just like so many great comedians a tortured tortured soul that just yeah. sometimes wasn't comfortable being richard Pryor. Just a weird, weird circumstance, and then the illnesses that got him at the end of his life were sad. I wanted him to be in. I wanted him to be George Carlin and get really old and still be on stage, right? Because the old, dark as hell George Carlin in terms of content is one of my favorite George Carlins. A lot of people don't like that George. I liked all the George Carlins, no matter what it was. I wanted to see Richard Pryor, like old man, just not caring and get after it. I want to say Mike Epps played Richard Pryor. In that Lakers biopic. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to say there's a couple scenes uh, where Richard Pryor's in one of those clubs. Oh, I think you're I right. Wanna, I, I think Mike Epps played Richard I Pryor. Think that is, yeah, it was really good. He too. did a great job. He really did. Uh, happy birthday to the uh, the memory of the great Richard Pryor. Also, Zay, here's the birthday that will teach us all a lesson. Listen to me. If you're a high school football player, if you're a coach, uh, if you're a college football player, a coach, NFL player, a coach, today is Deshaun Jackson's birthday. He is 36 years old, and when I hear his name, I think of one thing. Oh, my God. What is the one thing I think of, Zay, with Deshaun Jackson? Him not taking the ball into the end zone and leaving it at the one-yard line. Leaving it at the one! (laughs) Kids, listen to Uncle Chad. Old man comment of the day. Carry the ball into the end zone. The last thing we need to see is a playoff game. A Drip Vandergriff quality playoff game. A Westlake kind of playoff game. Some people don't think San Antonio Brennan can keep it that close, but you know what I mean. We don't want to see a team not advance because of that kind of silliness. We don't want to see a college game decided by it, NFL game decided by it. Deshaun did it at every level. He left the ball at the one in high school, in college, he did in that cow? the pros. Yes. Have you seen the one where he does the handstand in high school? I think that's high school. I've seen the high school He one. does that hand flip thing. Yeah. I, I know he did it at Cal, and then he did it against the Cowboys one night. I remember that. Was he an eagle that night? Something yeah, it had to be. Where he crossed and did the angle and just dropped it on the one. Carry that ball into the end zone. They put those letters in the end zone for a reason. Step on one. Step on one before you drop a football. Or say, like maybe your dad, an old school coach might tell him, just hand it to the official. Hand the ball to the official. That's your job. Hand it to a guy in black and white stripes, and then you can be excited. Yeah, uh, he definitely mucked up a few times with this, but the fact that he's still playing, he's been around for a long time. Like that high school tape – I don't know if it was in 9 millimeter film or what, because it definitely wasn't the digital that it is now. That's, yeah. He's been around a long time, he and he called a very nice bomb from Lamar Jackson this yeah. past weekend. You realize in about 10 or 15 years, he's going to go to a 
like some playground or park area, and he's going to Uncle Drew the hell out of some <laughs> group of people, right? They're not going to yeah. realize exactly what's going on, and he's going to be, yeah, he'll be freaky till the day he dies. He'll have a little bit of, even when he's like, if he gets to like 88 years old, he'll still have a little fast twitch, and he's going to beat them all to, the, to whatever meal or line they're trying to get to. See, you cold-blooded. I don't know if it's just because you're a Cowboys fan. Deshaun Jackson's made life rough for your boys during that era. But I remember Deshaun Jackson for that punt return that he had against the Giants at oh, the okay. end of the game. You know what I'm talking about? The punt return to end the game. He against had a punt the return Giants. to end the game, and it was a big time game. I want to say it was the Mike Vick era. I, do not I don't know that for one. sure. But the good news is I don't recall it because he apparently carried the ball into the end zone with him. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, he definitely took that <laughs> one to the end zone. That is good. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention today. So today is National Rosa Parks Day. And there's two days where people celebrate Rosa Parks. One is her birthday, but this is the day in 1955 when she got on the bus. What The detail I always forget about is she did not, like, it wasn't some crazy act of rebellion on her part. She went and sat in the black section of the bus after a hard day's work. Then other people started getting on the bus. The city ordinance said that the bus driver was allowed to assign seats, but it did not say that a bus driver was allowed to say you have to get up. That's what he did to Rosa Parks. White folks start getting on the bus, and he decides you have to get up. That's when Rosa decided, no, nah. I don't. I'm in the section I'm supposed to be in. I'm not getting up. And then history happened after yeah. that. But that's a detail I always forget about with Rosa. Word on the street was Jerry Jones was in the back of the bus looking seeing what was going on. <laughs> Uh, uh, I had had a hard day too, and uh, I was just wondering. I was just wondering if there were any seats left. That is that is what was going on. How dare you? How dare you bring yeah, Jerry in? What's going on here, huh? What, what, what's going on here? Jerry, Jerry was just curious. You realize people are going to start photoshopping a black and white pictured Jerry Jones from Little Rock. They're going to start putting him in every weird, yeah. like, it'll be, you know, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald getting shot and Jerry will be yeah. off in the background just kind of looking. Oh, I've probably said that Jerry Jones stayed three doors down in that Memphis Hotel or MLK. Oh, come at, on. Just stand, just stand there, you know, oh, nice vacation in Memphis. Probably left Nashville, yeah. <laughs> LeBron just wants to know why people aren't asking more questions. Come on, Bron. That was the weird, Come on, Bron. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen a big time athlete do. Wrong sport, guy. Dude. You you and Kyrie kind of have a connection there, dog. It's like, yeah, you don't get, you know, you don't, don't get know. you don't get why they'd ask about that guy and they wouldn't ask about that guy. You don't get those dude, Like what what is that? Yeah. That tell You know what it tells a media member though now. From now on, when something happens that you can link to the, you know, the plight of the African-American condition. Right. Just go to LeBron. <laughs> After a 15-point win, just ask him anyway. LeBron, we know you want us to ask you about these things, so we need to talk about this story that just happened. Yeah, I don't late. think he should yeah. shut up and dribble. I don't think that no, at all. No, not at all. I agree. But, yeah, this was – that was interesting last night. Yeah. Well, if he had just brought it up, I just you don't have to go that far. Just bring it up if you want. Yeah. Out of nowhere, that would have been weird, though. Hey, great game tonight. By the way, this Jerry Jones picture. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that would have been strange, too. There was no normal way to do what he did. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, including that horrible news Michigan fans just got today that could affect the playoff in a big way. Don't move. It's the horn.
Yeah. Your girl got a cute face. Her friend got a nice body. They just wanna have fun. This my type of party. 20 bitches did in the lobby. There's plenty bitches did in the lobby. They all drinking, they smoking. This my type of party. My car just. Oh, God. As much as I hate the edits, I love how they edit. I love the choice of editing. <laughs> it's so painful to hear those edits. All right, so we'll finish it up. Zay, I do not know this one. Should I? No, you have no chance of knowing No this. chance in hell. Who is it? This is one of my favorite rappers, uh-huh. Dom Kennedy. Pretty underground L.A. dude. Yeah. Fire. Dom Kennedy, like D O M? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, has songs with Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. There you go. By the way, somebody texted in today thanking you for expanding their musical horizons. Hey, that's that's what I'm here for. You should take that as a big compliment. That yeah, that's is, why I love being on the board, man. It's good stuff. Uh, it's a certain feeling that you get from being on the board. Snoop knows what I'm talking about. It's just, yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's fun putting out the music to all the people. Flying a little bit of everything. Yeah, flying the ship, determining kind of the mood. Yeah. You can t- you can change our mood better than anybody can. It can go any way. That's right. Like somebody y'all just gave me a request for what I'm going to play tomorrow. See, there you go. See, there it is. I appreciate y'all. I take y'all's request. Sometimes I play it, sometimes I don't, because some of y'all got bad taste out there. It's and, okay. And sometimes earlier in the show, Zay finds a, a cover of a Motorhead song by some band called Sodom <laughs> I've never even heard of. I knew the song right away. I'm like, who the hell is this singing Iron Fist? It was actually kind of good. I'm glad to know there's bands out there covering Motorhead through the years. That's what we need. All right. uh, We got a couple of notes for you before we get out of here. Let's go stems and seeds and talk about Tom's new gig. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Yes, Tom Herman's got a new gig. Tom Herman worked his way to not Cincinnati. You didn't think that was actually going to happen, did you? FAU. He's going back to one of Lane Kiffin's old stomping grounds. FAU Florida Atlantic hires Tom Herman as their new head coach. Uh, Also, that bad news for Michigan fans is Blake Corum. He's going to need knee surgery. He is out. For the rest of the run, Ooh. get well, young man. Get healthy, young man, as fast as you can. But, boy, does that affect the semifinals, eh? And maybe, I mean, I've, we were making fun of Purdue this week. Does this affect the Big Ten title game? Like, does it put that in jeopardy? I don't think it affects the Big Ten title game one bit. But think about this. If all the teams playing in championship games this week, USC, TCU, and Michigan, if all those teams win, well, obviously Georgia, and it stays the same, mm-hmm. how lucky is TCU where they had gotten rid of all these damn quarterbacks during the regular season, uh-huh. and now they might be the 2-3 matchup against Michigan, and they might not face one of the best running backs in the nation, probably number two behind Bijan on Robinson. Mm-hmm. Gosh, they're so damn lucky, those horned frogs yeah. and those weird trippy videos that they be doing. We will see if they can get through K-State. Somebody asked us a question. How about this hypothetical? What if TCU beats Kansas State, maybe even beats them pretty bad? Somebody's asking, could that get the Longhorns to the Sugar Bowl? I hadn't even thought That's of that. That's a Craig Way question. That is a, I don't know anything about that. That is a Craig Way question. I hadn't even thought of that. I had not thought of that full path of things. Because then you'd have another loss hung on them. 
And Texas. Why wouldn't it be Kansas State? Because Texas would have the head-to-head. If you like that sort of thing. You know, you'd have the exact same record. They both would have lost to TCU. Actually, K-State would have lost to them twice, to be fair. But then, I don't know. Would you give them the love because they went to the title game? Or would you give the Longhorns love because, you know, it's Texas and their fans would really like to go to the Sugar Bowl versus go to San Antonio? That's a good question. Uh, I'd rather go to New Orleans than San Antonio. Right. Of course you would. Most people would. Most people who live in this area and have been to San Antonio regularly would. Not that San Antonio is not cool. It's just not as unique. Right? Yeah. It's not as unique. I've been to New Orleans once in my life. I've been to San Antonio more than once. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. All right, Rod and Hard's coming up with Ball Don't Lie. Six o'clock tip for Texas and Creighton. Just keep it right here on the horn.